cup of coffee. Aiden is in seventh grade and he loves science, like really loves science. He is in the robotics club after school, he does experiments at home, he watches the Discovery Channel, and he's teaching himself to code using a free program. Surprisingly though, he doesn't do very well in science class. He never seems totally engaged and often neglects his homework. His teacher finds all of this very frustrating, but Aiden seems unimpacted by it and does just enough to get by in class. One day, his science teacher happens to attend the robotics club to help the facilitator with a very busy day in the club. And she sees Aiden and how engaged he is as he works collaboratively on his robot, robot project. When his teacher asked the club facilitator if this was Aiden's normal behavior, the facilitator confirmed that yes, Aiden was one of his most hardworking and brightest students. His science teacher was perplexed and decided to address this with Aiden the next day. So when Aiden walked into class, she handed him a piece of paper with one question on the top and told him she wanted to write a response before the end of the class. The question read, why are you so actively engaged in robotics club, but so disengaged from day-to-day -day science class? When he handed the paper back to her at the end of class, she was stunned. There was only two sentences. Aiden's response read, In robotics club, we get to try things and make mistakes as we try to prove our own hypotheses. In science class, we are just supposed to get the answer right. His teacher knew that these two sentences would forever change her instruction. Let's explore what Aiden's story tells us about questioning in the classroom. One of my favorite books from the last few years in terms of classroom practice is titled Effective Questioning Strategies in the Classroom by Esther Fusco. Esther Fusco is an assistant professor and chair at Hofstra University in the Department of Teaching, Literacy, and Leadership. She also worked for over 20 years in K-12 public education. The research is out there, as is the practical understanding that questioning in the classroom and the types of questions we ask directly impact students' learning and development. Two findings really stick out. Number one, students who get instruction without higher order questions score in the 50th percentile on tests compared to the 75th percentile if the same students engage in lessons where there are many higher order questions. Number two, higher order thinking is inherently more interesting and it helps develop stronger mental capacity. As teachers, we certainly all feel pressured to cover all the standards of our content area. 180 days can feel like an absolute rat race as we try to squeeze it all in. But unfortunately, this focus on covering everything often leads us to avoid, to avoid high level questioning in the classroom which will actually lead students to thinking critically, synthesizing multiple components of the learning, and solidifying this learning within their brains to be accessed and utilized later. Instead, many teachers really only use questioning in order to seek specific answers. We ask right wrong questions and we spend our days trying to find the right answer while trying not to squash the confidence of all the students that offer the wrong answer first. Okay. So clearly, it is important, for many different reasons, to embed high-level questioning in our lessons. 
But how do we do this? It starts with focus. Every, every day we plan an activator or a do now. We set a learning objective. We create a mini lesson to present new information. We set up learning activities for students to practice the new skill. And usually we build some sort of short assessment to see if students learn what we intended during the class. So how can there also be time for planning questions? Again, it starts with focus. While Bloom's taxonomy is the most famous theory on understanding different levels of questioning, Fusco presents an equally useful and more simplistic theory of questioning levels in some ways. She breaks it down to three levels of questions. Level one, she calls literal questions. These ask for specific responses and could also be known as closed questions. Literal questions always have a right or wrong answer. Most days, we will ask many literal questions of students. Level two, she calls inferential questions. With inferential questions, responses are not directly stated or known. These questions are often tied to evidence or proof and require critical thinking of some sort. These inferential questions lead to discussion, debate, back and forth, and push students to really consider multiple, multiple perspectives. With inferential questions, there are many different ways to be right. Level three, she calls metacognitive questions. Metacognitive questions encourage students to reflect on their thinking. They force students to examine their own learning. They push students to reflect in such ways as what am I doing or how am I doing it or why am I doing it? Metacognitive questions are also very important, of course, but will not be the focus of the next few minutes. We will focus on literal versus inferential questions for today. Now, when I went to school, a large majority of the questions I faced were literal questions. Teachers gave us information, then asked us literal questions to see if we remembered and understood the information. This makes sense, as this was a pre-internet world, and except for my family's collection of world book encyclopedia, information was not easy to find. But in today's world, information is cheap and accessible. So the skill now is all about what we can do with information. And this is where Fusco's inferential questions become so important. Whether reading to learn, or listening to a lecture, or planning an experiment, or watching a video, as soon as learning takes place, inferential questions challenge us to use this learning to form opinions, take sides, and think critically. The problem for teachers is this. Literal questions happen easily. As students read and learn, we ask them literal questions to see if they are understanding what, are, what is going on. Inferential questions, do not, inferential questions do not happen as easily. Sure, we can all think of our best lessons and immediately recite the inferential questions that are at the heart of these lessons. But day to day, minute to minute, lesson to lesson, it is not as easy to create these inferential questions. They don't happen as spontaneously as literal questions. And this brings me back to focus. As we focus our lesson plans, we should not be just planning objectives and activities and assignments. Perhaps the most important component of lesson planning should actually be planning three to five inferential questions that will be used at the heart of the lesson we are teaching. Questions that, questions that require students to think deeply in the middle of a lesson to get their neurons firing and their brains working hard to truly understand the information or skill and use this information or skill to make a point. If we can do this, if we can make inferential questions a large part of every lesson, we will also increase students' cognitive engagement, their retention of learning, and their preparedness to deal with high-level thinking on standardized tests and in higher grade levels. 
If there is a right answer to every question we ask, then we are really missing a chance each day to help students construct their own knowledge from their learning. If there is always a right or wrong answer, then we are not asking students the type of questions that the world will be asking them very soon. Perhaps most importantly, if there is always a right or wrong answer, we are losing our chance to engage all of those Aidens who like to think critically and be creative and jump into exciting learning. As Fusco states in her book, we must advocate for a paradigm of active learning, reflection, and questioning that shifts from a mundane factual approach to one that emphasizes rigorous thinking and processing of information. And the best way to do this, starting tomorrow, is to spend a few minutes planning inferential questions before each lesson. Only if they are planned and ready to go will we be able to ensure that all of the other distractions don't lead us right down the comfortable road of literal questioning all day long. Break free of the literal questions and focus on inferential questions that have multiple answers, multiple perspectives, and can be asked of multiple students. Asking these type of questions will change your classroom, will increase students' learning, and will get all of those Aidens to fully dive in and engage in your class. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a rating, share us with your friends, whatever you can do. We promise to keep delivering short bursts of ideas and energy to hopefully motivate and inspire you once a week. Most importantly, have a great week. Ask those high-level questions and keep doing all the incredible things you do in your school and classroom. We hope you enjoyed your cup of coffee.